Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I'm one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniac. And I'm Chuck Clark. Chuck, what's going on, bud? Not much. Um, counting down the days to the start of football and college football season. Can't wait to be in Pittsburgh to see WU take on Pitt in the backyard brawl. It's going to be a fun one. But uh, we got a lot of... We got a movie review lined up today and also some uh, movie deve- or some streaming wars developments. Some shenanigans kind of uh, hit the TL yesterday, as as the kids would say. So um, before we get into the shenanigans, we are going to be reviewing Nope, uh, Jordan Peele's new uh, sci fi horror flick, I guess you could say, starring Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya, um, just to name a couple of the um uh, of the cast there's really like four main characters in that movie well about four main characters in that movie that we'll kind of touch on um streaming shenanigan war uh idiocracy is the a word that comes to mind um if you live under a rock um you may have not seen that the other day it was announced that the can I say highly anticipated? I don't know if this movie was very... I forgot this movie had been made. Batgirl. The, well, you can say the... Well, maybe the next installment or a future installment of the DC Universe. I don't know how to phrase it or whatever, fair. but... Yeah, so, I mean, DC... DC is appears to be in the process of trying to get its shit together. At least that's what we thought. And then this happened. <laughs> Um, so Batgirl was this movie that from, to my knowledge was done. It was, they shot, they, they were maybe in they were in post-production. They were okay. in post-production. So the filming was done for the most part, you know, maybe besides a couple of reshoots. Um, and it just got scrapped. They just said, now nah, we're pulling the plug on this, which is weird. You normally don't hear of movies getting scrapped in post-production. Normally when you're in post-production, you already have, in this case, $90 million invested into this movie, it's like, why wouldn't you release it at this point and at least try and, you know, do some, like, you know, cut your loss at well, you would This movie would have made some of that money back. It may have not actually made money, like a net positive, but people would have gone to see this movie. They would have gotten something back, which that's why I'm struggling to figure out why they did this. So originally this movie is going to be released for HBO Max only. It's going to be like an HBO Max release. <coughs> and basically the new Warner's executives who just took over fairly recently basically decided, well, that was a decision by the old regime. And we've decided now DC movies should only be blockbuster quality. And if they're not blockbuster quality, we're not going to do them. So we're going to shelve Batgirl. And if they do this tax kind of write-off thing that they – it's reported that they're going to do, they can never release it. And I'm not talking about they can sell it to – they can't sell it to somebody else to release it. They can't – you know what I mean? It's it's done. Kaput. That's it. So when you say tax write-off, are you insinuating that they're basically going to get some of that $90 million back? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, what a slap in the face to the crew and the actors and the directors. That has got to be so demoralizing. Oh, yeah. And um, the the main act, 
actress who's playing Batgirl, Leslie Grace. She's not done a whole lot. I think she's done some stage work, but she played. Um, uh, she was in In the Heights. She mm. was, I think, not the main guy's girlfriend, but the other couple. If you remember, I need, I need to look this up. I we we reviewed In the Heights. Yes. Way back Leslie then. Grace is the actress's name. Um. And then, but it also had J.K. Simmons. You had yeah. Brandon Fraser in a role. Like this was, was the movie people. Michael Keaton was coming back as Batman for. No, this was one of them. The other oh, right, one is the Flash, the Flash with Ezra oh. Miller, which also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, another movie that Warner Brothers doesn't seem to know what to do with at this point in time. Ooh. It's coming out in November, if you, I guess maybe, but we'll who see. knows? That, that's TBD at this point, I think. Um, man, this sucks. Like this, and I again, I'm not somebody again. I I forgot this movie existed. Um, but I can recognize the hours that were put into this, you know, which I imagine were a shit ton, just mm-hmm. to have some. I'm I'm assuming a couple dudes with already fat wallets be like, you know what, nah. Um, I don't know if. If this was the correct move, I I understand wanting DC to be like blockbuster, like asses in movie, like seats in movie theaters, like only. But man, to scrap a project that is ninety nine percent done seems unnecessary. Well, there's not the only victim of this move. Um, they're doing it to a Scooby Doo animated sequel. There was a Scooby Doo animated movie released a couple of years ago that was, I and that wasn't I don't even think HBO Max only I don't know, but there is quote according to this uh, report from IndieWire a long list of more original movies and TV shows that will be removed from HBO Max soon and content being targeted for removal includes TV shows and movies that are not performing well but have an opportunity for a partial tax write off. So. I just Googled HBO Max canceled uh, movies and shows and an article that was posted two hours ago on Screen Rant just came up and it says that HBO Max will reportedly stop making scripted TV shows entirely. Yeah. Yeah. You So HBO Max and H Warner Brothers just merged with Discovery Plus. So I'm assuming that's basically what they're saying is they're going to make more Bear Grylls shows and all those other dumb TV shows that you see on like when you're waiting for your car to get an oil change or anything else. I'm confused because HBO is in the I mean, they have a but well, they have this new Game of Thrones series coming out. They allegedly have multiple spinoffs still in the Game of Thrones universe in the works. Are they saying that they're just going to reportedly scrap all of that i mean maybe the game of thrones show could, well the also you have to remember that the game of thrones show is also airing on the hbo channel that people pay for oh on like this, normal. these are two different entities you're separating hbo oh, okay i was taking hbo max as just hbo i mean they are kind of one in the same now but yes, there are shows that they're talking about shows made just for HBO Max that okay. aren't necessarily airing on HBO. So a show like Peacekeeper, it was it was only so HBO James Max. Gunn. James Gunn has come out and said that season two of Peacekeeper is safe for now, Ooh. at least. 
Okay, thank God. <laughs> oh my goodness, what are they doing over there, man? I don't know, but people are talking about the downfall of Netflix, and I'm like, bro, HBO Max might. I mean, I guess the HBO will always be able to lean on their Warner Brothers movie titles. Like these stuff, the people will subscribe to watch the Harry Potter movies whenever they want, and some other movies. But like, yeah, man, that's content-wise, the original content from HBO Max is going down the tube. Are are there really people out there that are predicting the demise of Netflix? Oh, a lot of people, yeah. I mean, financially, they're they're in a in a big hole. They lost two hundred thousand subscribers in the first quarter of the year. They're probably gonna they're supposedly gonna lose a million. I mean, who knows? I mean, what do you attribute that to? Just the competition that we've seen in the last couple of years? Probably. And I mean, outside of like Stranger Things and Squid Game, there isn't like. What's the next premiere Netflix show that's still on? Ozark just ended. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark's not running anymore, is it? I don't know. And they they haven't really had a like stellar Netflix original movie, like something that mm-hmm. like where you've watched it, you're like, oh my god, like that was. Like that was actually really, really good. Well, well, they had um, they had the Irishman, and they had uh, uh, what's the uh, the divorce movie with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Marriage Driver? Story. Marriage Story. I think their Oscar contenders are, you know, those are good movies. But yeah, I'm they're just thinking of like the ones that have come out in the last like couple of years. Now you had like I never saw Extraction. Did you see Extraction? I didn't. I've heard I've heard it was pretty good for an action movie, but you know, like don't look up the Adam Project, uh, the Gray Man is the the newest one. Um, there's one that I'm I'm missing that came out in between the Adam Project and the Gray Man. I can't six. think of. Is it a Michael Bay? Uh, there was Six Underground. No, it broke the record for most v- streams. I can't I can't remember, but like you're there was right. that. Oh, Red Notice was not Red Notice, was it? Why does that sound familiar? That's the one with Rock and Ryan Reynolds and yes, um, and, and and Gal Gadot. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, but that was last year, I think. Last November. Yeah, I was trying to think of projects that have come out in the last twelve months. But again, like, I, 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 I don't. I actually, I'm trying to think of like what. It's probably TV shows that carry more power in terms of like subscriptions. Well, and and they tend to cancel their best TV shows. Like um, I know people talked about they loved um, oh the one with Drew Barrymore, Santa Clarita Diet, where she's they're eating people. Yeah, I'm googling canceled Netflix shows. What was the one with the kid with the antlers? Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. Oh, I can't think of it. I, I was, I think that was canceled. It, it, it might not, it might not have been. Um. Oh, hustle, hustle. The oh, Adam Sandler basketball movie. I watched that. I actually enjoyed that. 
I actually really enjoyed that. So I, I kind of stand corrected a little bit there, but, but I still kind of fall back on, 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 on what I said a couple minutes ago. I don't know if people are signing up for new Netflix subscriptions for movies. I think it's, right. it's the TV shows. Um, and like in, in recent years, when they pulled the office off of Netflix to move it to Peacock, that was huge. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big, big deal. Um, Cause I could tell you that the office might've been the only reason I had Netflix in college. Like just watching that, like, you know, like after class or sometimes during class. Um, so like, there's that example. I, I I'm really struggling to think of like other, like, like maybe like network TV shows that are th- that that are done that have moved to Netflix. Like there's like The Walking Dead. I know they're not done yet, but they're still there. I don't I don't know if there's enough to kind of get people excited and to sign up for a new subscription, especially with Disney Plus now. Yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus and HBO Max for the HBO shows, and you can get yeah. Showtime on it. You know what I mean? I'm t- and I I really like what Hulu's been doing too. Yeah. Like I I. Personally, I um, reactivated my Hulu account to watch The Bear, and I'm glad mm-hmm. I did so. I I, I loved that show. Um, and then I can't wait. Got only Murders in the Building as well, which I have yet to watch, but I Ooh, so good. And then they're bringing back Futurama. So yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be excited for that. Yeah. yeah okay. You, and Hulu's got this pre- Predator movie coming out. Which is supposed to be good, so oh, ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. But so again, like with Hulu, Hulu also is a part of the Disney umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, so you get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus if you're into that for like fifteen a month or something like that. I think it's I well I pay for it. I should know, but I it think might, it, it is. might be like. Twelve ninety nine. I think or, it's thirteen. Yeah, I think it's twelve ninety nine right now. But you, so you get Hulu with ads, you get Disney Plus, and you get ESPN Plus. Just ESPN Plus. Not like like you can't watch like if ESPN's airing a college football game, you can't necessarily watch that game. Right. But you can watch, you know, the other games that they have, or if it's out of reach, you know what I mean. How many luckily, people do you think have scrambled to like uh, sign up for ESPN Plus on like pay-per-view UFC fights, thinking that oh, if I just pay this eleven ninety-nine or twelve ninety-nine, I'm going to be able to watch this, but then have to realize that you have to then pay again after you get the subscription. I don't know. It's happened to me. That's why I say that. To you did oh you do you have to be ESPN Plus to buy the pay-per-view? No, but ESPN Plus doesn't grant you the pay-per-view. So I right. thought. Like, I think it was like Stipe and Naganu's last fight. I was like, oh, let me just quickly get this ESPN Plus account going real quick. Let me punch in my credit card info. And then I was like, nah, you still got to pay for this, homie. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, that's rough. Although you do get to watch. I mean, most of the time the prelims are on TV, but like I'm not a TV subscriber at all. So for me, it's nice because yeah. I get to watch the prelims. Yeah, you know, I we're like in terms of like the streaming wars, I think this next well, I don't think Netflix is gonna fully go out of business. It might. Who who the hell knows? But um I did not foresee 
Disney Plus and, you know, even like Hulu, um, Peacock, like Paramount Plus. Not that all of those are doing equally as good, but I did not expect Netflix to take as big of a hit as they did. I thought they were going to stay on top of the mountain for a, a lot longer. Yeah, it's tough. They're they're in a weird spot because they need to cut back on spending, but I think they're going to make the, the wrong decisions on what to cut funding on. They need to make less Michael Bay movies, but unfortunately they signed a however many film contract with them, so that's not going to happen. And then, you know, Stranger Things is going to be a big, big budget item. But it's it's ending. You got one more season, yeah. baby. That's it. Squid Game. I don't know what the budget on that is. I don't think it can't be that much. I mean, there's no, there's not a, ton, there's like obviously a lot of practical effects, maybe some CGI for the blood and stuff, but I don't know. Man, I'm nervous that the second season of Squid Game is not going to be good. This, this was not a show that I think was meant for a second season. Like they did not think there was going to be a second season when they were writing this. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't feel organic at all. Uh, well, I mean, the guy is taking his time writing the next season, so he's taking, you know what I mean? So I think it's going to be at least well thought out. So I'm, well, I think it's going to be good. It I've took him to 10 think. years for the first season. I'm pr- pretty sure. Well, I, he had it written, but it took him 10 years for somebody to buy it, I think, and to produce it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. That comes out, what, probably 24, right? I, would I don't even know where they're in the writing process, so it's either probably 24 or 25. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. I can't even th- – I'm, I'm not even – my brain is not able to comprehend that far out, like, in advance. We'll be in the middle of a presidential campaign. <laughs> not fun. That's what, that's what you think. I didn't even think about that. Not fun. That's what we're. That's where we'll be. We'll be not. It'll be not fun. Oh well. Anywho, um, let's get to let's get to our main event, which is obviously uh, the Alex Jones defamation trials that we're going to be reviewing today. Um, oh, no, uh, we can't. We can't do that. Uh, we're going to be reviewing. Um, so we're going to be reviewing the life. NFL's decision on your quarterback. No, no, don't call him my quarterback. Don't do that to me. Don't attack me like that. I can't. One day, I'll have the stomach to talk about this, but I don't know if today's the day. <sighs> now I got to get right back. I got to get in, the, in the, the correct headspace to talk about nope. Um, all right. Jordan Peele's nope. Um, I should probably look up a cast list for this because there's a couple people who I am not familiar with. Um, obviously, Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, um, Stephen Yen, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Glenn from The Walking Stephen Dead. Stephen Yoon, I think. Yoon. Brandon Pereira. Barbie Ferreria, who some of you may recognize from HBO's Euphoria. Um, she's in the movie for like five seconds. <laughs> which is so weird. She serves literally no purpose. She's just eating Flamin' Hot Cheetos and like hovering yep. over um angels like uh workstation um and then michael wincott who plays um a very famous director i do they his, he's listed as his name is antlers is that what they call the him? characters that's the character's name his okay. name is michael wincott yeah i have i yeah i just couldn't remember if they actually called him antlers in the movie 
Um, but make no mistake, there are uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are your leads. They are your co-leads. They are the two main characters. And then Brandon Pereira is like sort of like there for the entirety of the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Yen um, is there for a decent chunk. And then S- Stephen Yen sort or Yoon sort of hands it off to Michael Wincott. They, S- Stephen's in the first half. Michael Wincott's in the second half. Anywho, premise of this movie. Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, um, they live, I'm assuming this is somewhere like in California, because they it's, appear to be closer to like close to Hollywood. Yeah, it's it's outside L.A. Um, uh, I, I don't know exactly where, just like outside L.A. But it's in like the farmlands of L.A. Like they are like in the mountains. Yeah. Um, cut off. This is not. Like, I mean, th- there's not a lot of ho- not a whole lot going on in this area. And they own a ranch or a farm where um, OJ, who is Daniel Kaluuya's character, um, kind of he and his dad trained horses, um, which they then use in a lot of Hollywood movies. One of the one uh, that was mentioned is the Scorpion King, which was pretty cool because Daniel Kaluuya's character wears a Scorpion King hoodie um, through most of the movie. You want to do a quick wreck thumbs up, thumbs down before we get into the spoiler review? Yes, you go ahead if you want to start it off. Okay. Uh, I really like this movie. I found it very interesting. Um, not not unsurprisingly, I think the performance performers knock it out of the park in pretty much every aspect of this movie. Um, I really liked Brandon Pereira's angel character. He's kind of like... The star, that kind of star of the show. But Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are also killing it. Um, and I think when I go back and watch it a second time, which I do want to at some point, Steven Yoon's performance is also going to be really interesting. Um, but yeah, I like this movie. Um, despite what Logan Paul thinks, I don't think it's over overly long or complicated or anything like that. But uh yeah, that's what I think. How about you, Ricky? Did didn't he call it one of the worst movies of all time? I mean, I didn't read the thread. I just saw that he did the initial tweet where he said, "I think this is Jordan Peele's worst movie." Uh, and then he said a thread, and I said, "Nah." Uh, <laughs> at, at at the end of this, we're gonna rank the three Jordan Peele movies. Um, okay, <clears throat> but. I'm very much in the same boat with you. This movie surprised me in a lot of ways. Um, we'll talk about this in depth in a little bit. It's it's much different than the trailer made it seem to be. At least I think um, the, the the trailer's misleading, and I'm and I'm glad it was. I'm I'm very glad it was. Uh, the entire cast, like you said, knocks out of the park. I thought the star of the show was Kiki Palmer. Um, I'm questioning why she hasn't been in more stuff after watching her in this movie. Um, she's really, really great. Daniel Kaluuya is literally as advertised. I mean, he's he kind of plays a little bit more of a brooding character, and he doesn't show a lot of range, but he's really, really good in his role. And then I agree with you. Brandon Pereira's Angel was surprising. I He, he was great. Um, this is a big recommendation for me. There are... 
a lot of underlying themes in this movie, um, which I think adds to its rewatchability. I'm very excited to watch this when it comes out on VOD eventually. Um, and there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between some of the flashbacks we get and kind of what's happening in um, the ending. So I am very excited to talk about this. I thought you said Vought for a second because I've been rewatching the boys. VOD video on demand. <laughs> Coming out on Vought Plus. <laughs> you know what? Maybe God. that is what I meant. I didn't even realize it. Vought Plus. Yep. All righty. Um, all right. I'll go uh, spoiler alert here now. That was a horse name. I I I picked up on that. If somebody didn't pick up on that, I think they got I think they got an issue. But I just saw this film last night. So do you want me to sort of lead us on the recap here? I'll do a very kind of broad overview of the movie. Go ahead. Okay. So beginning of the movie, um, you are introduced to Daniel Kaluuya and his father, um, who are kind of working on the ranch. Um, weird, weirdly enough, like some shit starts falling from the sky, like change and keys and other miscellaneous loose items start falling from the sky. Well, a, I think well, it was it a nickel or a, I think it was a nickel, right? That came in and killed his dad. Uh, I think it's a nickel, yeah. So a nickel falls and basically like hits his dad in the top of the head. His his dad's dead. Um, that is the opening scene of the movie. And then you flash forward six months, where Daniel Kaluuya. Now you're getting introduced to Kiki Palmer's character, who her name is Emerald. Um, but they are brother and sister, and they are now shooting a commercial. They have brought one of their horses up. Um, they're filming a commercial and then you very much get this idea that the director and like this, I believe we're supposed to believe this, like some big name Hollywood actress who's going to be in this commercial. Like they're all like the stereotypical, like stupid Hollywood, like kind of, um, buffoons, if you will, who are not taking oj seriously when he's trying to go over like the uh the safety precautions of working with this horse on set which we don't know at the time but animals and like animal instincts sort of become one of the biggest themes in this movie um and so the horse ends up kind of somebody actually uh puts a mirror right in front of the horse's face which kind of like upsets it and it kicks and kind of, they have to scrap the commercial. They end up going with like a CGI horse, which you kind of see them reeling it in. Um, and I should actually mention, and I, I'll tell you exactly why I didn't mention it because I didn't know that it was part of the movie until the end. But the first thing we actually see is Gordy. Mm-hmm. Um, so weirdly enough, I don't I don't know if you, if you thought this was the case, did, did um Oppenheimer's trailer run in front of your movie? Uh, ye- yes. 
Was it tied to the movie? Like after the lights dimmed and then the trailer played? I think so. Okay. So then this this was by design. So that trailer plays after the lights dimmed. I, I was expecting the movie to start right when the lights dimmed because typically that's the telltale sign that the next thing you see is going to be like the movie. Well, we get the Oppenheimer trailer and then we get the monkey paw logo. But then we get this scene where there's like this monkey covered in blood that appears to have uh, murdered a bunch of people like on a TV show set. I thought that was another monkey paw logo. I was like, God damn, they're really going all out with this. <laughs> I did not know that that was part of the movie until we see that flashback again when we meet um, Jupe at the park. So that's actually the first thing we see is the monkey kind of sitting in its own carnage covered in blood. And then it looks right at the camera. Um, so I no way that's by design, right? Like that's gotta be just like a crazy coincidence. Yeah, that was okay. just, yeah, I don't think they knew. <laughs> yeah. They, that was not, it fooled other people in my theater. Cause I went with my cousin. We were talking about it with a couple of the guys afterwards. So like this, this I, I'm it's not just me is what I'm trying to get at. So um uh, did you uh did the trailer for that movie Smile play before your movie? Oh son, <laughs> son. Oh my god. One of the creepiest trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. That movie is a hundred percent gonna be bad, but that was an all time trailer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm there's getting, no way my that eyes movie are watering and I'm chilling now there's no way that movie doesn't come out with like a 65 percent of rotten tomatoes that says like the the intriguing premise is ruined by a series <laughs> of jump scares instead of the deeper <laughs> themes or whatever so, something like that <laughs> dude the last shot of that trailer i know we're getting off track but the last shot of the trailer where the girl is walking up to her car but she's too tall so you don't see like above her shoulders and then her head just snaps down no way no, that that had me saying nope before the movie even started. And I like jump scares. I like scary shit. But that was a whole new level. I'm probably going to have to go see that movie now just out of pure curiosity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was that was an all time trailer. Most uh, all the trailers that played in front of my movie or my showing besides. Oppenheimer were scary movies, I'm pretty sure. There wasn't one. Like relaxing movie trailer. <laughs> yeah, well, there was that there was that one trailer with oh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? The vampire movie. What? Did did this trailer not play in front of your movie? Chick from Game of Thrones. Which one? She was oh, Danny's um right hand girl. Masande? Yeah. Natalia, or is it Natalia Manuel or something? I mean, I have to look up. Oh, (laughs) that did play in front of my movie. Yeah. Yeah. Were they killing the vampires? Yeah. Yeah, that did. You're right. But like. That was, I I was not scared of that whatsoever, but I was sitting there begging for the 1000th bullet train trailer. I was like, please something to break up these scary trailers. Oh, my God. But anywho. So, yeah, Gordy 
is actually the first thing. The Gordy incident is one of the first things we see in this movie. But again, we don't know the significance until much later. So kind of going back to where we left off before then. Um, one of the things that they point out or that uh, Jordan Peele makes pretty um, apparent in the beginning of the movie is that OJ and his sister are nothing alike. At least that they don't appear to be very much two different personalities. Um, Kiki Palmer's character, she is very outgoing. She is the energy source of this movie um, until we meet Angel, who I you could argue they play really well off of each other. They're kind of similar. Um, mm-hmm. But he really wants to show you the contrast. Um, OJ's very much like, yo, dude, like, I don't have time for fun. I got work to do. Someone's got to keep this business going. And she's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say a partier, but that kind of is the vibe that they give off. Yeah. So one of the first nights that we see, um, one of the horses, I believe it was Ghost, uh, gets loose. Ghost ends up in the, uh, do they call it the arena? Or I can't remember what they call the the open area, but Ghost gets yeah. the arena. Um, he ends up jumping the fence. He hurdles the fence, and he kind of takes off down this valley. And at the bottom of this valley sits this... Uh, little like teeny tiny little like western theme park um where we eventually meet jupe at jupe kind of is running this show but one of the horses gets loose um oj sort of kind of scrambling to try and get the horse back and he sees something weird he believes that he sees a ufo in the sky and it's it's pretty damn big um this is the first sighting of the ufo he goes back um, and he eventually fills in um, Emerald and kind of lets her know what's going on. And then this, I can't remember. She, she I think she believes him. It's, I think she does believe him. And then that's when they go to try and uh, get a picture. They end up going to the tech store where they want to get a bunch of cameras. They want to get this money shot. Um, and Emerald's trying to turn this into uh like a get rich quick get famous you know sort of scheme so they end up going to the tech store that's where we meet brandon Pereira's character angel he's the guy who sells them all the camera or all the, all the cameras and he uh they, they have some great dialogue in the store where he's like are you gonna install this yourself and they're like yeah and he's like do you know how long it's gonna take you and then they end up he ends up talking them into letting him come out and do the installation so he comes out and does the installation um, one of the things that we get next is the meeting of Steven Yoon's character, whose name is Jupe. He runs this park. Um, OJ and Emerald go down there because they're uh, he they're like lending him one of their horses that he's going to use in one of his like shows, I guess. And we learn that he's also in negotiations with them to buy the farm. He or well, he's not negotiations, but. He's made them an offer to buy the farm. Right. Yeah. Um, because, again, they sort of they're both on like opposite ends of this valley. Um, mm-hmm. So he's um, I think he made like an offer. He says like eleven five. So like I was thinking, is that like is that eleven? He bought 000? the horse. He bought the horse for eleven five. Oh, you're right. OK, it was just that was lucky. It was the the, the black horse. Yeah. His name was lucky. Um, and then. Kind of, I guess, a bit of foreshadowing because OJ's like, can we set up a buyback like where I buy the horse back like when you're done? 
and Jupe hesitates. And I didn't know why he hesitated. Um, where he, and then he's kind of like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll for sure do that. Um, do you not remember that? Oh, I remember. Okay. Okay. It's, and I didn't yeah, know, it's, I didn't know why that was a thing, but we, yeah, at first you're just like, oh, they're just setting up some awkward relationship between the two. And yeah. then when you find out later, it's like, oh, never mind. So while they're in Jupe's office, uh, Kiki Palmer actually, well, I got to start calling her Emerald. Emerald is kind of, um, walking around he has a whole bunch of like memorabilia up on his walls like photos and whatnot and she ends up drawing the conclusion that he is uh the child actor from a famous sitcom i think it was called gordy's home um yep. that it was about a family that had uh a, a a chimp a part of the family named gordy um and it had a really really uh it, like terrible accident where this chimp goes crazy and murders most of the people on the set. Um, Jupe is one of the survivors, obviously. Um, and he kind of goes on and tells that story. And he's not very, like, uh, he, he, he gives off the the feeling that he enjoys talking about it. It's very weird. He was almost excited when he was talking mm-hmm. about this. Um, and... We actually do see some of like the the of what happened again in the flashback, but you don't see the attack yet. I think it stops at the balloon pop or something, um, but it was a balloon that had popped on set that set the chimp off. Anywho, that's our first meeting with uh, with w- w- with Jupe. Um, and now we move to the second night. Where. OJ's walking around the stalls at night, you know, very, very creepy. Um, all the electricity or all the lights are on um, in the stall. Um, you can hear some sort of generator going. He kind of walks past. He kind of shuts everything down for the night. And he's about to exit the, uh, the the stalls when the lights turn back on. And I was like, whoa. Like, I started to recognize this scene from the trailer. Um, He turns around and there appears to be some sort of figure standing there. Little teeny tiny figure, not teeny tiny, but not big enough to be a person. Right. Or like, like an adult, let's say. And it starts walking towards him. And then one of the creepiest things (laughs) <laughs> that I think I've seen in, in, in a long time, like in a movie theater is as that one little, we know at this point that they're aliens as the one alien is walking towards him. One just kind of pokes out from one of the rooms and just kind of like leans out and pokes its head out. Then they start moving in unison towards him. And then a third shows up and he literally says, Nope, not doing this. And he like backs up and he pulls out his phone And he goes to record. And then there's that shot of they're just behind the corner of the stall. Um, OJ's moved beyond it. And then it slowly starts to peek out again. And then as he's backing up, a fourth like drops down or like pops out from a room and he sucker punches it. And then we learn that these are just kids in costumes. Which brings me to. My point I made is that this trailer 
lead you astray. Yeah, well, like, yeah, it does show this, and then it shows the moment of the fist bump with the chimp. Yeah, so then, and, and that's another thing. We don't know in the trailer where, it's, yeah, it show, looks to be like a fist bump, that, that that's a, a, a chimpanzee's hand. You would have assumed that that was some sort of alien or something like that, but this is when I realized, I was like, okay, alrighty, I've been, I have been bamboozled. Run amok, <laughs> led astray, flat out deceived, and I was thankful for what's, it. What's that, SpongeBob? We bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> for Rovo. That's not even yeah. a word that I agree with you. And, and it, it, it's exactly it. Um, so, one of the creepiest scenes so far ends up essentially not being for nothing because I still enjoyed the scene, but it never happens again. You never get that again. That was like, uh, th- that. that's probably as big of a horror element as this movie had was like that one scene, in my opinion. That and when did, well, the scene later on when it's hovering above the house. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. That was good, too. Um, you're right. It, it, it's really those two scenes like this. I would more so classify this movie as. Thriller, a, a thriller slash suspense, like whatever you want to call it. It's not a true horror movie. It's creepy, but it's not. Horror, it's Alfred you know? Hitchcock style horror, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about this. This movie is basically a very, very, very one of the most famous movies of all time but just reskinned to be aliens and, and sci-fi. And we'll talk about that at the end. I want to know if you thought the same thing. Um, but anywho, to kind of progress through the movie here. So um, I'm trying to think of what actually, like I'm, I'm trying to think of what happens between the stall scene and then the scene where it's hovering above the house. Cause we only kind of go through like four nights. They, they, the alien eats the, um, they put out a fake horse that they That's stole right. from Jupe. That's right. That's right. And it sucks that up. Yeah. Which it clearly doesn't like that, and there, but there's a praying mantis over the bug over one of the cameras. <laughs> yeah, it, so I'm trying to remember. At this point, do do they know that it's a creature and not a no. UFO? No, they. I don't think they don't figure that out until the Juke incident. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, right. after after. When when Daniel Kaluuya comes back from that and sees what's going on, sees what's it floating over the house and what's going on there. So you're right. They steal this horse statue from Jupe. They set it out in the middle of like their their arena again. And this thing comes for the horse statue um, and it ends up spitting it out. Mm -hmm. And again, their motive here. Now it's Angel, OJ and Emerald. They're still trying to get this thing on footage, but every time it comes by, it has like this EMP effect where it takes out electronics, which kind of feeds the narrative of like why it's so hard to get pictures of UFOs. Right. That's kind of the explanation for that. Um, And so I believe it's literally the next day. You're right. OJ goes down. Um, well, he's getting ready to go down to they're, they're, they're having that show on the Friday. Jupe comes by uh, while they're setting up that fake horse statue to invite them to the show. Um, and we're, we're now on show day and. We're back with Jupe and he's kind of getting this pep talk from, I believe it to be his wife. I think he actually yeah. his wife. 
Yeah. Um, he he's. I got a very like gimmicky vibe. Like this dude's about making money, right? Um, and he uh, he draws this relatively small crowd, but I mean, like probably good for like considering like where they are, like area wise. Um, and he's advertising that they're going to walk away from this show feeling different, and that's one of the lines from the trailer. And then we learn, homie knows about the aliens. Homie's like, oh, yeah, I got an agreement with these dudes, bro. Like, I, I feed them. Like, and it's feeding time. Um, he introduces to the crowd that one of his co-stars from Gordy's home is there. And yeah. it's the mom. No, and, I think it's the the girl. Oh, is it the, the sister? The, uh, I don't know if she's even his sister on the show. But, yeah, his, the girl that's similar – grown-up version of the similarly aged girl and um she's got a pretty scarred face she kind of looks yep. like somebody who's been attacked by a chimpanzee which again yeah. going back to this trailer you see her in the trailer and that was one of the shots from the trailer that i had no explanation for i was like why is this person kind of look like a burn victim like i don't understand that um yeah but then we sort of you know that she literally had her face ripped off by a monkey um and man, like, ooh, is she kind of creepy? Uh, so, long story short, Jupe tries to basically release Lucky, which is the horse that he bought from OJ. Um, the, well, I'll still refer to it as a UFO, because again, at this point in the movie, we don't know that it's not a UFO. The UFO reveals itself. But it's not taking the bait. Lucky's not coming out of his of, of, of his little cage. Uh, and this thing appears to be pissed off. And it basically sucks up everybody that is there. And I think that this leads to one of the more terrifying scenes um, in the in the show, which is or in the movie, which is when OJ goes down there. And then he, he then he gets chased by it and you hear the screams of the people from the inside. Yeah. One of the things this movie does really, really well is use sound to oh, the sound mixing you. and sound yeah. editing is in this movie is top notch. It's really, really good. Notch. Um, There's so you, much good stuff in this movie about it. Like when the when they're going to lay out the statue and you can hear Steven Yoon practicing. Yeah. You know, with the lights and everything. Oh, yep. my God, it's so good. It, now, this was a conclu- this was something that I had thought of in the movie. Um, did you get any War of the Worlds vibes up to this point? Because I did. No, I did not. Really? Okay, so maybe that's just my own personal experience with War of the Worlds. I think, because I was like 11 years old when that movie came out, I think. I think it was like 05. The sound of the horns from the tripods and more of the worlds literally is one of the scariest things I think I've ever like heard in a movie. Um, and the, I got similar vibes. There's no horns, but the screams, you know? Um, so I, I was curious to see if, uh, if you had maybe thought the same thing, but anywho, so OJ goes down to the park to sort of investigate. And he sees trash everywhere. There's a pig up on a roof of one of the buildings. Um, just kind of, you know, we're wondering how the hell that got up there. And he realizes that the entire the entire park is gone. 
There's like shoes, like trash left around. And then he sees the UFO again. And then is this also when the UFO chases him back home? And he's in his car. So he. I think what happens is he. Um, oh, what happens? Oh, um, so the UF it's he makes it back home, but it starts as it's raining. But then the UFO is hovering over the house, over right. the home with with um Angel and Emerald in there. And then that's yes. when it's so you're right. So he, his his car shuts down because the UFO is right over the house and Angel stuck inside with Emerald and. Again, we talked about the sound mixing in this movie. This was it at its best. You hear the screams of the people inside. You hear the rain falling. Um, but the, the visuals as well, because effectively the UFO is acting as an umbrella over this house because it is sitting over the house. But then it starts like drip, like 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 pouring the blood. What what, what we assume is blood. I mean, it's blood. Um, and it essentially paints the house red in blood. And it's, it, it, it's, it, I thought the scene was awesome. Um, cause angels all freaked out. He has a, he grabs a knife and he's hiding under the kitchen table and Emerald's kind of like still like walking about. And then she finally takes cover in the living room all while That's OJ is stuck in his car. They don't realize that he's like, or that the creep, that it's a UFO with, they still think it's a UFO with aliens on it. Right. Whereas by this point, Kaloya's figured out that it's an actual mm. monster, you know? Yep. yep, yep. And so eventually this creature, now that we know that it's a creature, leaves. And the, the trio meet back up. Mm-hmm. And then we should also keep in mind that at this point in the movie, Emerald has tried to reach out to that director that was shooting the commercial in the very, very beginning. And she's basically offered him, she tried to tee it up as like the offer of a lifetime. Like you're going to be the one that gets this shot of this, of the, of this UFO. Like you're going to be the one um, who gets credited for it. Um, and he's not buying it. It's not until he hears the story of the disappearing people that were at the show. that he's like, okay, wait a second. I'm, I'm bought in. I'm all in on this. So then he shows up. So now we've gone from a group of three that are trying to get the shot now to a group of four. And this is really the final act of the movie here is their plan to sort of, I mean, it's elaborate. They have, um, they stole those inflatable things from like the car dealership and they have them spread out all over the Valley for the sole purpose of tracking where that EMP that the monster gives off, like, to track where it is. Um, and so I'm trying to think here. The plan roughly is that they're going to bait it with one of the horses. And the director, our friend Antlers, um, is, is going to be up on one of the, the hillsides with Angel with non-electric video cameras which i that was one of my favorite moments of the movie is when he shows up with the old cranking video camera and emerald looks at oj she's like i told you he was going to show up with something that wasn't electric and then they do all those high fives because they're so hype i thought that was awesome 
Yeah. Um, There's a really good like brother sister relationship in yeah. the movie between the two. Like they're separate at times, but they're close at times. Like it's that perfect balance where you just buy that. It just feels like a natural brother sister relationship. They had great chemistry. Everyone in this movie had really good chemistry with each other, but those two specifically had really, really good chemistry. Um, so their plans in motion, um, all up until a fucking TMZ dude shows up, um, on a motorcycle and he's got that ref- like that, that mirror helmet. Um, and he ends up kind of going in there at like the speed of light to try and figure out like what all the commotion is. Cause I believe at this point he hears the creature and he wants to be the one who gets this shot. He wants to be the one who gets or who becomes rich and famous off of this. Um, and you see him speeding down the middle of the canyon. And Angel has one of the, my favorite lines from the movie. He's like, what happens when a motorbike going at full speed hits an electromagnetic pulse moving in the opposite direction at the same speed? And then you kind of zoom in on the dude and his bike stops and this dude gets launched. And uh, I didn't think he would survive it. We end up learning that he does survive it, which kind of throws their plans um, through a loop. OJ's character has to kind of go and save him. He tries to, but the dude, even with like broken limbs, right? He's like down there on the ground. He's still worried about his camera. And OJ's like, all right, dude, I tried. I'm out. Like, and this dude has to die. So... Just when you think that they're back on track with the plan, um, they end up sort of getting a little bit of a shot of this thing. You kind of are back with Antlers and Angel. Antlers is cranking away. Uh, Angel's reloading film into the camera. And you kind of see it from Antlers POV that he gets some of the uh, of, of the monster in a shot. But that's not good enough for him. Um, he becomes all cryptic, starts speaking in like uh, in like riddle. And decides that he wants to get like the biggest shot possible from the inside and basically stares right at this thing. And it comes over and it sucks him up. And again, one of the coolest shots of the movie is you see the camera POV as this thing is picking him up off the ground um, to to uh, to get him inside there. And. I watched a couple reviews, read a couple reviews. This was a part of the movie that I saw maybe a couple people complaining about was like, why did he do that? Um, did you feel the same way? I, Cause I didn't a, a little bit. I think I'm going to have to, when I rewatch it, maybe I'll have a better understanding now that I know where it's going. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially in that earlier, when they talked to him earlier, you know what I mean? On the phone when he initially refused. But, yeah, I can see how upon first viewing, it's probably not, it's a little confusing. Well, to me, so there's two things I I think on. One of them is the self-fulfilling prophecy that he lays out when he first refuses, where he's like, that shot you're talking about, um, or this dream you're chasing, is the one you don't wake up from. And he ends up dying. Um, But also, like I mentioned at the very beginning, there's a pretty heavy, like, um, wild animal slash like instinctual sort of theme going on in this movie. And every time we saw antlers, which was only a couple times when he was talking with Emerald on the phone, he was watching 
what appeared to be like nature documentaries or like old school, like, like, like nature documentaries where it's like there was some sort of animal hunting or eating up its prey or something along that line. And again, that's kind of one of the themes of, of, of the movie. So I can understand though, why some people were like, Oh, like, why do you have to do that? Maybe that seems like a cop out just to kind of throw another wrench into the whole thing. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have uh, a whole lot to complain about with that. Um, so, Things really start to go wrong for the gang at this point, the, the three that were remaining. Um, Angel gets, like, sucked up for a minute and then kind of, like, shot back down because a tarp kind of f- uh, flies through and kind of um, uh, brings him back down to the ground. Then he gets wrapped up in some barbed wire. And he wraps the, himself in bar- barbed right, wire. He wraps himself in the barbed wire. Um, and one of the things that OJ was trying to tell them in the beginning was that don't look this thing. Like in the eye, the eye being the underside of the creature, the thing or the part that sucks everything up. Um, and uh, the three of them, that's basically why Emerald survives. Um, and that's why Angel survives. Um, but one of the last parts of, 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 of this final act is OJ basically going down there on, I believe it's, it's lucky going mm-hmm. down there on lucky to be a distraction so that his sister can escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this, you know, it, it's like this dramatic send off. Um, he does the thing that he did in one of the flashbacks where he does like the, I'm looking at you thing where he kind of points to his eyes, points back to Emerald's eyes um, while Emerald is able to escape on this bike. The same bike of the TMC dude gets launched off of. So Emerald escapes. She ends up going all the way down to Jupe's Park, um, where she sees a giant inflatable cowboy, a balloon, one of those like that you would see at like a theme park. And she runs around frantically and she unhooks it and sends this thing into the sky. And I love how she says like she's talking to herself. She's like, this thing's going to fuck you up. Like it's going to fuck you up. Um, And sure enough, this this big balloon dude and um what is now uh the creature that, that no longer looks like a ufo we are seeing this thing and what what i imagine is like a natural form um it's very i don't even know how you would describe it it's i've never seen anything like that in a movie like i don't even know what you almost looks like a butterfly yeah i kind of got butter it's like jellyfish like air jellyfish oh. vibes yeah that's a really good but point according like, to the According to the movie's description, it's a or with the Wikipedia plot summary, biblical angel, which also makes sense because this movie starts off with a Bible quote. Yeah. Oh, OK. I, I did. I did not. I did not put two and two together there. You're right. Um, but for those of you who maybe don't know what a biblical angel looks like, just think of like a, a sky jellyfish. That's what this thing looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this thing goes to. Try and eat this giant balloon. It does all while Emerald is down on the ground with that uh that water well video or a uh, uh, picture uh, or camera. Well, she's trying to take some photos up in the sky of this thing. She ends up getting the money shot. This thing eats the balloon. It explodes, and then one of the last shots of the uh, of the movie is her laying there. The news crew start to show up. And then, God, I, I really love to love the actual last shot of this movie 
where you're focused on her. She is kind of like looking out towards the way that she came into the park on the bike. And you start to see like relief and happiness on her face. She's smiling. Her eyes are, are, are tearing up. And you're like, oh, my God, is, is it OJ? It's got to be OJ. It's the only thing that's going to make her react that way. Are they going to show this dude? Because we're focused on Emerald for so long. And then it cuts to OJ on the horse. I loved that. I thought that that was a great last shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great. Like I said, I the, now they don't do a great job of explaining why the alien just starts unfolding. But then again, within the context of the story, you never would have an action. There's no like way to explain that, basically. Oh, so you know what I took it as? You talking about like when it went from like a UFO to I think that because it tried to suck up Angel again when he wrapped himself in the barbed wire. And I took that as like the barbed wire tore it. So it, it it's got a very fabricy look to it, you know? Yeah. So I took that as it got cut by the barb. I mean, I could totally be, you know. No, wrong. no. I I think in retrospect, you're right. But in okay. the moment, I right. didn't see. But I might have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, this is a movie that I think when you go back and watch it, you're going to pick up on a dozen things like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Now, now this makes sense. So... Um. All right. Why don't well, Why don't you give me some of the things you liked about the movie? Give me three things you liked, three things you didn't like. I don't know if I can name three things I didn't like really, <laughs> but um, three things I liked that I didn't already mention. Um, the um, I already complimented the sound mixing and sound audio, but you can still talk the, about it if you want to. If you want to talk about it more, th- there's just so many good examples of it. Like in the beginning. When you're talking about those missing hikers, and then as the story goes on, you kind of realize what happened to them. You know what I mean? Um, there's, I think the cinematography in this movie is amazing. It looks beautiful. The way the the alien creature is shot and everything looks just so smooth. It's awesome. And then, let's see, third thing. Uh, that I haven't already talked about. Um, shout out to the the little that Jordan Peele can still find the funny moments in any horror movie. Like you yeah. said, that that handshake, you know, when the when when the praying mantis is on the camera and Kiki is freaking <laughs> out. And she's throwing Sour throw Patch Kids at it. She's throwing Sour Patch Kids at it. Oh, my God. And then she says, she's like, next time I see that little fucker, I'm going to eat him. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I mean. Is there anything that you, like, actually dislike about the movie? Because I'm on the same boat with you. I don't think that I can really think of anything. No, I mean, it's not his most... It's like not quite as what I'll say seamless as Get Out. Like Get Out is so tight, I feel like, and all wrapped up in one thing. Whereas I think there's a little fat around the edges of this movie. But like, I don't know. No movie's perfect. Like, what do you want me to do? Right. Right. I mean, I'm on the same exact boat as you. I'll, I'll shout out the sound team again. The sound mixing in this movie is fantastic. I it, it's it, you know f- for the for it to not have any of the stereotypical horror movie tropes 
mm-hmm. and to have, you know, I, 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 a lot of times when I, when I think of sound being scary in scary movies, I think of like the Halloween theme, the Nightmare on Elm Street theme, like those, those like high pitched piano, you know, whatnot. This movie doesn't have that. This movie has, um, the screams of the people, the screams of the horses, um, the way that you can hear this thing moving when it gets close to the ground via the wind that it creates. Like it was just, it was really, really good. Um, another thing I, I, I know we already talked about it, but the cast, there's not a weak link in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. granted, there's not a lot of characters, but it works. The chemistry between Angel, OJ, and Emerald was fantastic. Um, for three actors who, to my knowledge, have never been in a movie with each other before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't really think of anything I dislike. I mean, I, I, I agree with you when when you said that Get Out seems to be a little bit like maybe smoother is the word I would use. Um, it, it has a more smooth flow to it. Um, this movie is a little bit slower than Get Out, mm-hmm. but I think that it works still. Um, I did not mind the pacing of this movie. Um, it was one of the few complaints that I saw online about it, um, i.e. Logan Paul, that it moved way too slow. I didn't feel that way at all. But compared to Get Out, um, it's uh, it's a little slow. And I, I, I do want to shout out Jordan Peele um, and you know I, I guess the post-production crew or whoever put that trailer together for making you seem like you kind of had a pretty good idea of what this movie was going to be about and then kind of again bamboozling us and being like oh it's not really aliens it's a monster mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah it's definitely I don't know. I mean, obviously, the message of the movie is like. They're wild animals can go wild at any moment and the pursuit of spectacle can get you. Can end in tragedy, obviously, I mean, that's Jupe's character in a nutshell. I mean, that's exactly it. Right. This, this is a guy who. um, Ever since the attack on set has sort of maybe been chasing that spectacle. Um, mm-hmm. maybe he view, views himself as like, uh, invincible. Like he has, cause again, we didn't, I didn't talk about it in the recap, but you do end up seeing young jupe on set hiding under the table about to fist bump Gordy after Gordy just murdered everybody. So you get the feeling that jupe thinks that he is almost like an animal whisperer and he mm-hmm. can have these agreements and that's one thing that he mentions that he when he's doing his show i have an agreement with, with with these aliens um and that pursuit of 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 that spectacle and you know he's trying to make money off of it literally gets him killed whereas oj's the exact opposite oj's like yo you got to respect this thing like th- this it has its own rules we need to figure out its rules we need to abide by them and that's our best chance of living so the contrast between Jupe and OJ is very, very um, stark, in my opinion, um, at, at least, you know, uh, in hindsight, looking back on the movie now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, this movie, I think, was on both of our 
top tens, right, for anticipation? Yes. I it was definitely on mine. Um I think I already know the answer to the question. Would you say it, it exceeded your expectations? I felt like it met my expectations, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't – didn't blow my mind completely out of the water, but I thoroughly enjoyed everything about this movie. I I would ask you to rank the three Jordan Peele movies, but I think you and I are going to have the exact same ranking. Okay. So – Number three, I've got Us. Number two, I've got Nope. Number one, I've got Get Out. Yeah, I mean, that's, to me, I think most people would have that. Um, none of which I would consider bad movies. I enjoy all three. But Get Out is, like, in my opinion, it's pretty close to, like, a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's a big recommendation for me if you've listened this long and you haven't seen Nope. Even with us talking about it, I mean, we can't do the movie justice. There are there are some shots in this movie that, you know, there's some things that you will hear um, that Chuck and I could not accurately, uh, you know, uh, that's what I'm looking for here, translate through through this, this this podcast. So if you haven't gone to see it, I would go see it. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think here before we kind of sign off. What do we have coming up? Um, I guess bullet train, maybe. When does that come out? Um, I don't think it's this weekend, but next weekend. And that predator movie prey comes out this weekend. I might watch that movie this weekend. That looks good. That's out on Hulu this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Do I have to see any of the other Predator movies? It doesn't have any returning characters, does it? No, no. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool you can cool. just watch this one. Perfect. I'm definitely going to do that then. Um. All right. I did have one thing. I want one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um. House of the Dragon, Chuck. Have you seen some of the early reactions? I have not. Really? I have not. No, I have not. What's what are they saying? It's great. Oh boy, if you love Game of Thrones, you're gonna love this. Oh Woo. Man, <laughs> Am I quoting them? Am I too no. close? No. So there's no scores on Rotten Tomatoes yet, but they had their premiere where they played, I believe it was the first two episodes. Um and it did get pretty pretty positive reactions. Um, there were people saying that this maybe, um, is going to appeal more towards the book readers as compared to the late seasons of Game of Thrones, um, which, I mean, if that's not what you want to hear, I, I, I don't know. Um, I did see one crazy review that somebody was saying that this has the potential after seeing two episodes. That this show has the potential to be better than Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. So mm-hmm. we'll see there. But it's been getting pretty, pretty stellar reviews. I just wish you were a little bit excited. At least pretend. Hey. <laughs> Dragons. 
I've I've been killing them in Skyrim again. Oh no. Well, this at least show... they're not state like the state of Ohio, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> That was great. I got that video got sent to me by like seven different people like in the last 14 <laughs> hours. Um, you were the first, so I'll credit you. Um, Austin the Dragon debuts in less than three weeks, bud. He's two weeks from this Sunday. Um, so I don't know if we're fully on board with doing episode by episode reviews. I guess we'll kind of see when we get past the first episode here but that's coming bullet train's coming which has not been getting great reviews um but i think that's still a movie i'm gonna try and go see Mm -hmm. i'm not sure the reviews have been mixed i guess so far that i've seen i'm i'm and i know rotten tomatoes isn't the end all be all but it's sitting at a 58 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah I think people were hoping that it's like more and it's just, yeah, a bunch of action gags, which, you know, we'll see. I mean, if it's entertaining, then then uh, then great. But we um, we shall see there. Well, before we sign off, Chuck, is there anything else you'd want to talk about? No, I think that's it. I think cover pretty much everything. So, yeah. Well, we will be back. It might not be next week. I can't think of anything happening over the next week that we would need to do an episode for unless something pops up. Um, Well, unless we want to do a Prey review and I both see Prey this weekend, then maybe we can talk about that. But um, we'll be back either next week or the week after um, with, I'm sure, some sort of review. We'll keep you all posted. Um, If you've listened this far, first of all, thank you. Um, Second off, you could go ahead and leave us a review, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple. That would be awesome. You can follow our podcast on Twitter. We are at Mind Popcorn. You can find both Chuck's and my personal Twitter handle in the bio of um, the podcast Twitter. You can follow us on TikTok. We're at Mind Your Popcorn on TikTok. Um, and other than that, we'll talk to everybody very, very soon. <laughs>